The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. And good morning. This is Jeff Shannon. Sumner County Spotlight is underway here for another Sunday morning. Of course, brought to you by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. And we're heard each and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And then, of course, it'll be on our podcast page the following Monday morning. And uh, we got a special guest in the studio. That's Mr. Bob Cotter. He's the principal of Hendersonville High School. Sir, welcome in. It's been hard to get you in here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity. Anytime I get to talk about the great things going on at Hendersonville High School, I love to come and do it. Well, you know what? You, you have all kinds of things uh, uh, underway over there. Now, how long have you been at, at the high school? Eight years. This is eight my years? eighth year at, yeah. at the high school. Yes, sir. And prior to that, you were Well, I've kind of traveled the county. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I started my career at the old Knox Dawes teaching sixth grade world history. I love sixth graders. And uh, then I went to Hendersonville High School for a while and taught economics, but I went into administration in 99. Okay. I was at White House Middle School for three years. I was at Galton High for three years. Station Camp Middle, the last year, it was called Knox Doss for a year. And then I went. I got my first principalship at R.T. Fisher, the alter, our alternative school. Uh-huh. And I was there for six years uh, before going to uh, Hawkins for a year and then yeah. to Hendersonville High. So this is year 30 for me. I've been another, around a bit. Another 30 under your belt? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to commit to 30. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that, that's an incredible amount of time. But to and and you've seen the changes, you know, in the educational system and the ways that we teach and the ways we teach now. I have no idea. You've heard that from many parents, have you? Right. Yeah. I mean, things things have changed, and and that's one thing about education is is it does change. And we we feel like building relationships with kids has always been important, but it's it's even more important now and especially with what's happened the last few years with covid uh, those relationships uh, with those students are are what is allowing us to get them caught back up finding out what they need right. helping them stay either get caught up or helping them stay current in what they're trying to accomplish well i know i have two in high school right now and they seem to be doing pretty good i mean i have one and it's kind of struggling with economics your specialty mm-hmm. and, and you know it's it she's doing good on on budgeting but there's other things that are that are going on there so i think she's going to come out of because she's she's always a b my my son is a freshman so he's you know learning the the high school way right <laughs> and seemed to be he's actually doing better now than he did in middle school attribute that to to the teachers and you know trying to capture the kids attention because that's that's got to be important that you you really grasp him and not bore him to death right yeah you know the days of you know standing up in front of a class and lecturing and 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 giving notes you know for 
full 80 minutes, you know, with a, with a block schedule, you just can't do it. Yeah. Kids have to be engaged. Teachers have to know uh, which buttons to push, you know, to, to keep them engaged. Right. And, and I guess every, every kid learns a different way. They do. They have a certain way that they retain things, you know, like I'm a visual person. You show me visually, I'm, that's going to do a, a lot better than me trying to read a bunch of stuff. Right. And teachers try to hone in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, learning styles are important. Like you say, we've got visual, we've got auditory learners, we've got kids that need to feel things, touch things. And uh, it's important that, yeah. that teachers are able to figure that out pretty early on. That's the biggest challenge with, you know, freshmen coming into the high school is right. we don't know them very well yet. So mm-hmm. uh, those early days of freshman year are really important for the teachers to, to get to know those kids and what works best for them. Yeah. And... You know, I, I really feel for them because, I mean, you have so many different personalities that you have to analyze. I mean, you especially when you come in first, you don't know anybody. Right. Now, this this person has to stand in front of the room and say, here I am, <laughs> you know, and this is how we're going to do it kind of deal. And some people accept different ways. Yes of that instruction. Now you have somebody that, that grew up in a you know strict Marine Corps family, they're gonna be a little different than somebody who ha- had no direction whatsoever because a lot of these kids are still latchkey. They just kind of do their own thing. So the teacher's got a hard job. Yes, and, and that's that's the key. You, you, you hit on it in the very beginning and uh, we have to, we have to, to learn our, our students really quick and mm-hmm. we do do some things prior to the eighth graders coming over. You know, mm-hmm. we, um, we, we have a leadership group that we bring in. Uh, we try to do some culture pieces with them so they understand the culture of Hendersonville High School as they're coming in. And, um, and then encourage, especially those uh, freshman-level teachers, to really get to know their kids in the beginning, do some things in the beginning of those uh, semesters uh, to, to, to learn the kids, learn their habits, learn the, their learning style and 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 try to build those relationships so that we can so that we can teach them in the most effective way. Now, as, as in other businesses, as right now, you know, a lot of people are suffering uh, in businesses because they can't find anybody to work. Uh, how, how are we looking in the teacher department? We're in pretty good shape. Okay. Um, we're, uh, we, of course, the county always needs bus drivers. Uh, we're, we've got some great folks at the county transportation, a lot of leadership in the county transportation that are actually on buses driving, you know, wow. to help... Uh, to help with the shortage, we we need uh, folks in our cafeterias. There are key positions always that we're looking to fill. Sure, you know, with math, math is is always difficult. Foreign language, um, Spanish uh, positions are always hard to fill. Chemistry, a lot of science positions. So, um, and special education. Mm-hmm. So when we uh, when we get candidates, we get people to to come through the doors or to reach out to us, and and they're in those positions. We're obviously going to interview them. If I don't have an opening, I'm going to direct them to another principal that does, or I'm going to direct them to the county HR. Our county HR does a great job going out to the colleges and recruiting. Um, I've been on some of those interview uh, recruiting fairs, and it's it's great to see these kids coming out of college ready to go into education. Mm-hmm. And and so we're trying to we're trying to grab them early. Uh, get them to commit to Sumner County, to Hendersonville High School, so that we can have the best staff possible. Well, I've I've said this many times in this program that uh, Sumner County Schools has got to be one of the best in in the state or if not in the country. I mean, when we were researching moving here, you know, six years ago, that was one of the first things that we had to to come across. Because at the time, we had one in elementary middle and high school. So it was very important. Every Everything that I saw from sports all the way up to academics 
was incredible. So I was like, okay, we found that. Yes. <laughs> but keeping that level uh, of teaching staff, you know, has to be hard, especially you get some people that retire, you know, they've been right. doing this long and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Then we've got to roll some new teachers in or recruit from other areas. If, if, a, if, if there's a teacher listening out there, is there a process that they have to go through in order to, to lock into a job? Can they say, I want to go to Hendersonville High School, or do they have to go through Sumner County headquarters? Basically? Well, everything starts through the application process yeah. with Sumner County Schools. Uh, the website has a great careers tab where a prospective candidate can go on there and see what the job openings are. If they're looking to move to Tennessee and are considering Sumner County as a uh, school system, uh, those those openings, there's some there now, but a lot of them start hitting after we do our budget cycle in, mm-hmm. in March when we have mm-hmm. our budget meetings and, and we can post who's retiring, who may not be, who has resigned, may not be coming back, and then those postings start hitting. So yeah. you want a candidate to go ahead and get their application completed mm-hmm. so that they can uh, apply for your job. You know, when, when we have a job, it gets posted what it is, and then candidates attach their name to it yeah. so that we can go out and pick up their application, look at it, and start the interview process if, if we want to. Sure. With all of the schools here, and then there are several, I mean, great ones. You know, we, we've had Dr. Dell on here. We've had Scott Langford in here. Super uh, folks and very supportive of teachers, the whole system. I'm seeing great things happen. I've heard teachers tell us over and over again you know, how great the school is, the school system is is for them. John Pinero, she's a music teacher over at the Knox Doss. He's been teaching 34 years. And you were talking about budgets before. Yeah, we, you know, and, and their budgets, I, I guess, are pretty good. I mean, they're great at forecasting things, just like we're bringing in Liberty, you know, and they've already forecasted what we need school-wise. Budgeting for each classroom, I mean, a lot of times the teachers are on their own. They're buying things. Like John said, he he bought guitars for his, his whole class, and he had like right. 30-something guitars that he got, and musical instruments and things like that, because he wanted them to have that because that wasn't something that that was in that budget are you running into any budget shortfalls with that i mean you have computers and things that that are are budgeted but right yeah we uh, sumner county schools does a fantastic job providing the schools with what we need in my opinion and dr phillips has done a fantastic job um, over the last few years of increasing that instructional allotment that's Mm -hmm. coming directly to the schools per student yeah we at hendersonville high school we're very fortunate because our community supports our school so well Mm -hmm. Uh, if we do a fundraiser whether it's in the spring or the fall um, they come through for us and and we're able to provide pretty much i do i do a wish list you know i meet with department heads and it's like okay give me your wish list and they bring it back to me and, and i i try to do what i can you know i i go through them look at look at what's being asked for and then try to to use the money we have to to get mm-hmm. them as many things they feel like they need instructionally for their classrooms. All right. Well, interestingly enough, we just had the Golden Apple Awards that the Hendersonville Chamber puts on the, the Hendersonville Chamber Foundation. You know, I think there were several teachers. I mean, they that got great grants, either school wise or individual, because of the programs that they submitted. And the foundation really is, is great about coming up and helping these teachers with these specific. Uh, grants that they have, whether it be robotics or just projects that they have. So I'm really happy that that, that is being successful. And, and according to Steve Botts, who we had on last week, he said next year they're hoping to get 50000 you know, wow. awarded to, to teachers because they really need it. Yes. And, and that, that program has grown over the years, as, as you know, I'm sure Steve talked about. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously COVID 
had had something to do with uh, them having to take a step back because a lot of the fundraising things that they sure. used to to supply those grand start teachers mm-hmm. obviously got got canceled or were much smaller events than than that they usually plan but we've been very fortunate at HHS because we have we have teachers that recognize the fact that uh, these are opportunities for them and you to, had two teachers that uh, received grants. Two sets of teachers. That's right. Oh, wow, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Christy Brown and Lisa Ball in our marketing department got one to upgrade the Commando Corner, which is our store. Okay. Uh, we have a retail operations class. So oh. those kids get uh, some real world experience in, okay. in running running a store, doing all the financial part of, of, of maintaining that store, ordering materials, ordering supplies. What are we going to sell? And then... Um, we have a very healthy health science program. Aaron Sanders and Miss Wendy Vincent got a grant to help with our CNA program okay. and offer the students an opportunity to be able to diagnose specific illnesses, come up with a treatment plan for those illnesses, and then um, see what it would take to implement that plan with the patient. So it's a real it's a real world hands-on. Those grants provided them opportunities in those fields that are real. Sure, uh, and and something that they that they would face if they were out in that field. Exactly, you said something earlier which I, I truly believe, and that is you're giving them real world experience, running a store, budgeting, how to retail, how to do all of that. Which I really think instruction is great, but it sometimes it doesn't sink in until you put it into a real life situation. To the music business, what I tell young artists coming up: learn the business. Okay, you can play guitar, you can sing great, you can write a great song, but if you don't learn the business, bad things can happen. And you have to understand how this money is being funneled to you, where it's going, how it's being spent, and all of that, and how to handle contracts. But putting them in real life situations, I really think, drives it home. Right. And, and there's no doubt about that. Everything yeah. that we can relate to something that the student's going to experience in real life is is vitally important. And it's it's amazing that you use that particular example because we have a songwriting class. Mr. Sam Gilbert, who is also the Love caretaker Sam. at Love Rock Castle, yes. he is, a, is an English teacher for us, but he also does the songwriting class. Mm-hmm. And that's one of his emphasis. You, you know, yes, we can learn how to, to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um but you need to understand the business side of it as well. You know, that's, and, that's and so we've great. had so many fantastic artists go through Sam's class and go out to Rock Castle and perform, you know, during mm-hmm. songwriters' nights in the summer. Yeah. And a lot of those uh, folks that come through there are students of ours that have been through our theater program, our course program, our band program. And through Sam's songwriting program. And he's doing a, a great job, and I just I love everything that he's doing. He's, he truly loves Hendersonville High School. I will tell you, he's told me that many times. So, hey, listen, we got a lot to talk about. You have all kinds of things going on. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, we're talking with Principal Bob Cotter with Hendersonville High School. We'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbag.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon, and each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Bob Cotter, who's the principal of Hendersonville High School. Go Commandos. Go Commando. You know, you have so many things going on right now you're just keeping active i don't know when you have time to really sleep well the one thing about a high school is there's always something goes on it's uh high school hardly ever sleeps yeah you've got an incredible rotc program over there let's start off with that 
if if you can and they're just doing great things with the with the kids over there and um yes sir yes um we are we're extremely fortunate to have two wonderful uh retired marine corps officers uh, lieutenant colonel jeffrey stone and sergeant major christopher garza running our program over there we were just selected again as a naval honor school uh, for the 2021 school year that's okay. the third time in four years we've gotten that designation and it, it takes a lot of work uh, there's nothing subjective about it. it it means we're in the top 10 percent of all programs in the southeast of the united states and mm-hmm. they're judged on a point system the inspector general comes in and inspects us uh, the number of community service hours number of public affair events, the number of academic awards, uh, how many raider and uh, marksmanship meets they either compete in and host, uh, how much is awarded in scholarships yeah. to those kids. So it's a, it's a very competitive program. And to be uh, a Naval Honor School is is huge for the ROTC program. Well, it's an intensive program, too. And the, I guess the, the Marine Corps has certain requirements that you have to meet in order to maintain that program. That's exactly right. There, there are physical uh, qualifications that kids have to meet. Uh, there are physical qualifications that two instructors have to maintain. Mm-hmm. They still have to ma- maintain Marine Corps standards yeah. on, on everything the instructors do. And then the kids, you know, while it's not necessarily, you know, Camp Lejeune, it is they do have to meet certain physical requirements to, to stay in the program so that's it's more than just spinning those big old tires around there's yes. a lot more involved than that <laughs> there's, there's a lot more yes and you guys have a, a heck of a, a field over there is that that they certain things required that they have to have in the field they don't have to have that that was added a year or two before i came and it's what it's done is it uh, has allowed the marine corps unit to evolve to a program that can get this naval honor status yeah. because it allows them to to practice those skills in, that they're going to do in, when they go to a raider meet it allows them to help maintain a, a variety of physical fitness versus just running or lifting weights or doing push-ups mm-hmm. you know, they they're able to do a lot of things out there on that on that obstacle course to maintain health and prepare for those meet now i just kind of off the wall on why it made me think of that this does does the marine corps fund any of that program yes sir oh, they, really? they fund okay. a a large portion of the program nice. along with okay. the county um, but the Marine Corps does fund a, a very good portion of it. They they expect us to maintain 100 cadets, and so that that means each semester and and the block schedule that we're 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 trying to maintain a core of of 100 cadets. Right. I, I do want to say that the Naval Honor designation mm-hmm. now allows our Lieutenant Colonel, the Senior Marine Corps instructor, to nominate up to six cadets for the service academies, Naval, Air Force, military academies, and that nomination ranks exactly the same as the ones that get nominated to a senator or through a congressman. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. I like it towards the end of the year. I don't know if, if Hendersonville does it at station camp. They had on a wall like all of the uh, people that were leaving, the graduating and going into different branches of the service. They'll say so-and-so is going to the Navy. This one's going to Air Force, so-and-so and so forth. So it was kind of like, wow, look at all these these kids are you know actually wanting to pursue a military uh, career. So they had to instill something in them. We hang long banners um, of, of every student that's going on to a college. Mm. Uh, every Everybody's name is listed. And, and, uh, That's military, a lot of work. <laughs> and the military. And then we recognize those students at graduation as well. Yeah. Well, that's that's fabulous. And another note, your theater department uh, is doing some great things. You, you have something coming up here soon? Yes, sir. We're very fortunate to have a, a very robust arts program at Hendersonville High School. Mm-hmm. All the arts. The theater is is on its way to putting the play Clue 
You know, it's based on the based on the board game. So you're gonna okay. see you're gonna see all those characters from the board game. You know, the butler, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, uh, Mr. Green, Miss uh, Miss Peacock, Colonel Mustard, all the, all your favorites from the Clue <laughs> game. And you know, in '85, Paramount put on a, a movie clue and and so this play is based off of that and so you'll get to see all your favorite characters from clue uh, as they try to figure out uh, who did it where and with what wow and the exciting thing you have two students that are directing this show we do <laughs> wow uh, we have we have two students Leila uh, Layla Seastrand and Gabby Vega Romero they're co-directors and they're gonna have roles in the play and so they're right now rehearsing every day they're building sets as a matter of fact when I leave here I'm going to Lowe's to pick up lumber <laughs> that they're <laughs> supposed on, well, to have ready for us to uh, to build sets to finish off that work but yes uh, we'll be presenting that on November 4th and November 6th at 7 p.m. and November November 7th at 2.30. Tickets are $10. They can be bought online or at the door. Mm -hmm. And I really want to recognize um, some of the cast members, uh, Bella Blades, TJ Carillion, uh, who has one of the lead roles, Emily Chavez, Caleb Chittum, Grace Ann Lassiter, Kinsley Reardon, Alyssa Rieger, Elena Sanchez, uh, of course, Layla and Gabby, Katie White, Karina White, and Maria Zaraga uh, are all going to star in our play. Well, it looks like and you, you might have some future celebrities in this batch right here. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That's I mean, exactly that's happened right. before. Uh, it has. You yes. have this great theater. We do. And uh, it's called the Taylor Swift Auditorium. Um, and, I bet uh, you nobody knew that. Uh, oh, no. Nobody knows that. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's funny because every summer we have one or two people. <laughs> that show up at the school and come in the office and we heard Taylor Swift went to school here. Yes, yes, she yeah. did. Can we go see? Can we go tour your building? Can we see the auditorium? Yes, <laughs> can we touch the floor? Can we? Go do, oh, this. <laughs> they go down. They take pictures in front of the, you know selfies in front of the auditorium wow. and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, I mean that's great that she. I guess she supplied a, she did. a lot of money to she that. She helped uh, with with some renovations and some upgrades in that theater. Yeah. Yes, sir. And they of course they got a, the park over there at uh, Memorial Park right there that playground area. I guess she she made a donation there as well. So she's got to support the community. Yes. And there was one thing that I was going to ask you. You're having a, a pancake breakfast uh, on the 30th, I believe. And are all these like fundraisers for the school or for the theater department or how do, how do these uh, things go? No, sir. The, the pancake breakfast is actually for homebound meals. Um, Hendersonville High School has had a uh, longstanding relationship with the homebound meals program. Okay. We've offered the school up for many years for them to have their annual pancake breakfast and mm-hmm. silent auction uh, to help support homebound meals mm-hmm. uh, that is on saturday october 30th from 7 to 11 you can mm-hmm. come get pancake breakfast they'll usually have sausage with it and you know coffee and juice and milk and they're gonna they'll have hundreds of items for the silent auction wow. something for everybody yeah, i mean if you yeah. if you want to bid on something there'll be something there for you to to bid on our students in the national honor society help them in a big way yeah. as they do lots of organizations uh, the honor society did even in a covid year last year they did seven thousand hours of community service last year that's incredible this yeah. being one of the events that that they help uh, help support but if you're not familiar with the homebound meals program they serve 
130 people, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, uh, meals. Wow. And they're they're always in need. They always have volunteer opportunities. So yeah. if you if you're looking for something to do uh, it, to volunteer in your community, they can use drivers. They can use kitchen help. Um, and but, they do it right there at the school. No, sir. But, they they have their own for, yeah. uh, facility and okay. office. But uh, I guess I need to educate myself on that. <laughs> I just uh, I just think you know it's a great program for our shut in seniors that, sure. that can't get out, and uh, we're happy to help help them have this. Uh, this breakfast uh, admissions five dollars okay uh, kids five and under are free it's a very family-oriented event i try to go every year some some years i'm coming back from a hunt and i'm walking in in my camo other years i'm, <laughs> I'm there right from the start to help them yeah. get it going but i always go and I'm, I'm always amazed at the families that are there supporting that group you know? well, everybody loves pancakes well yeah you can't hardly, I, can't hardly I, beat a good pancake and sausage <laughs> what about the thanksgiving lunch what do you have going on for that you know thanksgiving lunch at school is typically reserved for elementary elementary you know when i've, I've been in uh, i haven't taught in any elementary schools mm-hmm. uh, but i had a, had a daughter so you know i went to thanksgiving lunch and and you know you just have so many people but i started when i was at rt fisher really promoting the uh, the thanksgiving lunch yeah. that the school system puts on every year because i think parents don't think they can come you know i think the older kids get okay. Parents think, well, I can't go to, to Thanksgiving I think I remember lunch asking that at question. At my school, you know, <laughs> yeah. because their kids always go, no, 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 you can't come, you know. And <laughs> so Don't embarrass I'll, me. <laughs> I do try to, I do try to promote it. And and since I've been in Harrisville High School, we've done the same thing. That's you know, great. ours is on November 11th. You just come when your child's, during your child's lunch period. I'll be putting that out to parents pretty soon here through the messenger, you know, what the menu is and what the lunch periods are and we'll have 30 or 40 you know parents that that come every year i, th- and I think you get a great response if we had the pumpkin pie in the face of the principal <laughs> well we might <laughs> there might be some parents that offer to do it <laughs> what great video that would be yeah hey you might yeah. go viral you know <laughs> that's right but no we're we're pleased to to have the thanksgiving lunch week kids love it of course they that that's that's the day of the year that we serve the most lunches obviously Mm, because it's a big meal but any parents that come we're we're thrilled to have them Uh, we're thrilled that they want to be engaged and and want to be at the school for it yeah um i saw this this other note that you sent over here was the travel club yes what what is that all about well we we have a travel club at hhs they they uh they try to engage the kids in learning that travel is more than just hey going to this country or going to that country Mm -hmm. it it helps build confidence in kids because they're they're in a new environment they're in a new place they have to learn new culture and new ways of doing things for Mm -hmm. instance you know when you go when you go to italy and you're going to go into like the sistine chapel or or whatever it happens to be you got to have a cover and and kids don't know that you know you you tell them you've got to pack a shawl you've got to pack a cover because you got to cover your shoulders and your head did not know that the young ladies do and they learn that they have to have that or there's a vendor standing outside of it that's going to sell you one if you if you happen to walk up without one but they won't let you in without it so so kids learn that they're that that places are different and 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 cultures are different and and folks have different ways of doing things we've had ours for six years they've gone to london greece italy australia new zealand iceland Costa Rica. Wow. Uh, so so they've gone to a lot of different places. And, and this summer, they plan to do a, a European carousel, which is basically a 15-day kind of a whirlwind trip. You, They're going to go to England, the Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Italy, Switzerland, and <laughs> France, all in 15 days. They're going to see things like Anne Frank's house in, the, in Amsterdam. They're going to ride in gondolas in Venice. And, that is incredible. And it's just a 
it's just a great opportunity for the kids and and just reach out you know yeah. call me or call the call the school any anybody that answers a phone will be able to tell them how to get in touch with the travel club sponsors wow I mean, that, that's just amazing. I wish I would have known all that. Yeah, you <laughs> know, we haven't been able to do it the last two yeah, years. Exactly. You know, Travel Club's been put on hold the last two yeah. years. And so this it, is our first opportunity to get it back up. That, I mean, it's incredible. So in our, our closing here, any final any comments or things you want to you want to mention? I just want to thank, I want to thank Sumner County Schools for the opportunity to have been able to do this for 30 years. I want to thank Dr. Phillips for having the faith in me to, to lead HHS. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting to have, to be at the school with your, with your child. You know, my daughter graduated from there mm-hmm. in 2017. So, so it was, it was uh, pretty, pretty special. And I just want to keep thanking the community. I cannot thank our community serves HHS because they support us uh, like no other. Right. And they're always there for us. If we need something, they're not afraid to call and ask questions if, if they have a question. And I just encourage people to do that. You know, instead of wondering or instead of speculating or instead of trying to get the answer on Facebook, call (laughs) us. If you got a question, call us. Well, Well, I I will tell you, everybody that I've talked to, I mean, they just love you to death. And they all they rave about is what a great job that you're doing over there. So just keep it up. The community supports you. You're doing great things. And we appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy day to come in here and, and talk with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Okay, that's going to close this uh, segment of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. We're so happy you found us here on this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon, and of course, we air each and every Sunday morning at uh, 10 o'clock right here at WHIN, and it's on our podcast page starting uh, tomorrow. So on every Monday, it'll it'll drop right there, and you'll have it. A couple guests in the studio here. We're gonna we're gonna talk some interesting uh, topics here. Uh, so we have Brian Stewart. Now, Brian is the County Commissioner for District 7. He also owns One Stop Realty here in Hendersonville. And you do a host of other things that the list goes on for 10, 20 minutes. And we'll talk about that. Next to him, we have Shelly Tucker. Now, she is a County Commissioner for District 8. So we have both of them here. And guess what? We're going to get some good commission news, the latest and greatest. That'll be coming up. And Shelly is also um, a realtor and president of the Sumner Realtors Association, along with her other lengthy accomplishments so we'll find out more about both of you and thanks for coming in appreciate it thank you thanks for having us jeff absolutely now uh, brian let's let's go ahead and start off with you and uh, let's uh, give give the folks some background on you so i am a uh Sumner County resident, of course. Just a just newly appointed as a uh, Sumner County commissioner. I'm going on one full year. We'll be running for re-election in this coming year for the primaries. So um, then you won't be a freshman anymore. I will not be a freshman. <laughs> I will be moved up to sophomore. So, <laughs> yeah. It gets harder. Uh, it's been a it, it has been a definite learning experience and something that I am very proud to be a part of. It's it's really nice being able to help the not only the people in my district that I represent, but also being able to uh, help Sumner County all the way across the board. Uh, it's really nice being able to to see the the backstory and the things that go on behind the scenes and being able to appropriate funds and do votes and help different different organizations and uh, like EMS, the police, fire. That That's some of the things that I've really enjoyed. Education has been top of the list for us. Dr. Phillips has done a fantastic job 
as director of Sumner County Schools. And you know what? I, I think every show that we do, Dr. Dell comes up, and what a great job he, he's doing. I mean, he's going to get the big head. Uh, he's, <laughs> we're going to have to get him uh, security for everywhere he goes. He's going to be so popular. Yes, we are. We are thinking about buying him a twenty-gallon hat uh, to, to actually fit him, but. It, it's well deserved. He is. Uh, he he's made great strides since he's come here, mm-hmm. and um, that was one of the things that I really really wanted to focus on with with me as a commissioner was being involved with the education because owning a owning a real estate brokerage we hear about it every day when people are moving in from out of town. Uh, your California's, you know, mm-hmm. Illinois. Uh, one of the first questions that comes up is our education system. You know, what what are your schools like, and so forth, so on. So being a part of that with Dr. Dr. Phillips and along with Shelly, we've been going around and going to these schools and uh, meeting the principals, the teachers, some of the students, seeing some of the cool things that they're doing. I can tell you now, these kids are a whole lot smarter than I am. Uh, some of the things that they are doing just blows my mind. Me too. Um, and it's a tribute to our school system. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. So with being in, in District 7, what, what are your boundaries? Just give people a visual here. I guess it's funny that you asked that because we're actually in the middle of redistricting. Uh, oh, so same time county. Davidson, I guess, was doing the same thing. They're they're doing some redistricting as well. Right. The it, census just came out, right? Correct. Yeah. Every ten years, they they redistrict, and you know, it just so happens that it fell in my freshman year here. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Right now, my district is basically, if you look at it as a rectangle, from Long Hollow up to East Main Street, back over to Saundersville Road, and back into Long Hollow. That's that's okay. just making a rectangle that way would be my district. Well, that's good. You got uh, a lot of folks moving in to this area. I mean, of course, the school systems, and of course, having to build a new school system at Liberty Creek. I mean, that's going to be amazing. And again, hats off to the the school board for for that and and focusing on the need for that so far in advance because you have to look way down the road and see what the population is going to do and they've they've done a great job with that so being a a newly elected commissioner and you're getting ready to come up again what what's what do you think is the one thing that you've learned in this short period of time you've been in there well uh, i would say the easiest thing that that comes to mind is um just the fact that you think that what you see and what you read is is everything you need to know and i've found out that that is not the case um there's a lot of with social media even with print media still uh there's there's a lot of misconstrued ideas and things that are going on so it's nice to since i've been in the chambers and going to these meetings i'm a part of education committee i'm also a part of the budget committee i was newly appointed to that it's it's really nice being able to see the the backside of it and see the things that not many other residents and and people that live in sumner county know about yeah. until we bring it up in the county commission meeting mm-hmm. so what do you think is one of your best accomplishments so far <laughs> <laughs> best accomplishment I, you know i don't know if it's a there's no self-accomplishment with with county commission in essence jeff i am really and i think i can speak for all the commissioners we are we are just a mouthpiece for the district we represent mm-hmm. um they tell us what is on their mind we convey it to the commission and it's voted on. It's not any one particular thing that I'm doing or that Shelley does or any other member of the commission. It's just, I think it's a collective group. If we all work together, then we can accomplish great things in Sumner County. That's right. You know, the in the past, and, and not just necessarily with, the, with your commission, but with other surroundings, there have been some pretty heated meetings and you, and you know how these things go. So it, it, and some get pretty embarrassing 
You know, when you start getting into, especially when the media picks it up, when they find out about these things. And a lot of times, I mean, you're, you're having it broadcast on a channel as well. I guess people can watch it on, on the tube and, mm-hmm. and see what happened because they couldn't make it to the meeting. So there, there are some things that get pretty heated in there because people are pretty passionate about it. But I think the great thing that I see in, in a lot of the commissioners is that they hold firm on getting the people's voice, not their voice, because some people... And, and Shelly smiles because she, she understands what I'm saying. It becomes their own agenda, not the people's agenda. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think, when we start getting into to issues when somebody gets too big or they think they own this thing and it ceases to be about the people. But to have that voice is so important. And the people, I think, appreciate those individuals who are elected that they know that they have their voice. Are you seeing any any issues like that? Well, I, I think anytime you get 24 people <laughs> together, there's there's always going to be a difference of opinion. Sure. Uh, I, I don't care what we talk about, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody has their their beliefs. Everybody has their opinions. You know that's that's why there's a majority vote. You're you're trying to get. You know you asked just a minute ago what my one thing that I've learned. I would say that one thing I guess that could stick in my mind is that it's not all about what happens now. It's I think it's more important what happens in the future. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the plans that are made for Sumner County, I have seen just like with anything else, you want it to be long term. You want it to be sustaining. So doing a short term fix. Uh, I, I've seen is is not really helpful, and I've seen a lot of long term things come across the agendas, and I think that is the best for Sumner County because you know you don't want Sumner County to be the uh, proverbial bottle rocket. You know, we don't want to just go off with one explosion. We want sure. to continue growing. And I mean, whether people like it or not, Sumner County is a, a an attractive place to live. Yes. Um, the parks, the lakes, the taxes we have. I mean, there's just so much that Sumner County offers. And people that come in from out of state are, are recognizing that. And they're not wanting to live in Davidson County. They're not mm-hmm. wanting to live in Williamson County. They're coming to Sumner County because they they love it here. Our schools Quality are of life. That's yeah. right. You know, and I've I've had that conversation plenty of times. We were on the, Shelly and I are on the front lines with that <laughs> every day with people asking, you know, what is great about Sumner County? And, you know, we can sit and talk about Sumner County all day long about mm-hmm. some of the cool things that are happening here. And Barry Young would, would hug your neck for that. He probably would, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love Barry. Barry's doing a great job for our community. Yes. Oh, let's bring in Shelly Tucker right now. Welcome. Thank you. So now, how long have you been on the commission? I was elected three years ago. Oh, the senior. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) But I am really enjoying it. I have had a good time meeting people, learning about the system, and just figuring out the the job at hand. I I have quickly found out that I can't make everybody happy. But we're trying, we make the vote that uh, it may be a hard vote, but uh, it comes from the heart. We feel like we try to make the difference for the most people. Well, that's why we really have a heart for you guys that, that run for office like this because whatever you do is going to be wrong to some folks you know right. you, you know what i'm saying yes. it's right here great here bad here it's it would drive me crazy it's like <laughs> come yes. on so now you're in district eight yes what, what is your district boundaries it's mostly saunders ferry walton ferry peninsula and i got a little section over by merrill hyde magnet school okay. over in that area so you're right in the meat and potatoes here yes yeah so what's going on with the lake i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we love the lake, so I'm, I'm glad that that's one of the big draws for our city. Yeah, it truly is. And, you know, it's we're attracting these great bass fishing tournaments. Yes. I, you know, just so many things that I think a lot of folks, even way back in the day when a lot of celebrities moved out here, 
<clears throat> they liked it, you know, this area being on the lake. And of course, then it was a lot more wooded than it is now. Yes. But uh, it is growing. But I think people still want to be here because there's just tons of things to do. Easy to get to everywhere from here. Now, you all just had a commission meeting. And I guess a lot of things were, were discussed uh, at this meeting. What do you think is the, the, the most important thing you discussed this past session? Well, I, I would say top of the list right now was the fact that it, unbeknownst to probably a lot of people of Sumner County is that northern Sumner County, there are residents up there that literally do not have clean drinking water. Uh, How is that possible? It's, uh, you know, the, the county the county tries to and has, has always made a concerted effort to facilitate every Thing that they can for the residents of Sumner County. But unfortunately, there's rural areas that some things have just been either overlooked or put aside for one reason or the other. But that being said, the big thing that we had was we received, the county received over $30 million from, a fe- from the federal government to go for infrastructure, water lines, broadband, and it's all from the COVID relief and mm-hmm. things like that. Wow. So this will help build water pressure in like your areas of Westmoreland, places like that. It, Portland, all these uh, these uh, cities are, are going to be working together mm-hmm. and putting these pipes in to supply fresh water, build water pressure to yeah. existing pipes wow. because you have to have a, you're supposed to have a standard PSI. Mm-hmm. So doing all those things like that is just, is just fantastic. I mean, that's, that's a humongous undertaking when you start really thinking about, especially trying to dig in this rock. <laughs> How they're, I, I, wow, I mean, that's a big job. So, hey, well, that's, I mean, it's well needed. And the fact that it that it's come up and it's being addressed is is awesome. Hey, listen, on the other side, we're gonna take a real break right here. We got so much more to talk about. I mean, we could probably do this all day, but we'll come back and we're gonna talk more about the Haunted Hustle 5K that says coming up here, plus some other commission news. So stay right here with us with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with more Summer County Spotlight here with Jeff Shannon, and welcomed in on this Sunday morning. We're talking with Brian Stewart and Shelley Tucker, uh, both commissioners here in the county commission. And Shelley, I know we had a, a recent session. What are some of the other items that were on the agenda? Well, I'd like to tell you about one of the projects that, that is in the works right now is the new courthouse in Gallatin. Okay. And that was one of the first projects that I got to, to work on when I came onto the commission about three years ago. So we're finally seeing the new courthouse come up out of the ground and the new parking garage. So that's mm. going to be huge for downtown Gallatin. In- increased security. Yes. Yeah. It's going to have all the courts in one building. Okay. And so that's going to be great for all the people that work in the courthouse and the security and just people coming in and out for those trials. So it's and, going to be great. And where's, where's the new courthouse going to be? Let it's right know. by the public library. Right Easy down to get on the to? square. Yes. All right. And so we'll have a new parking garage as well. So that increased parking is going to be great for businesses in that area to use on the weekends, like for people come down for restaurants and festivals and all. So it's going to be a great time. And it's close to Sweeney's. Yes, yes. it is. It is. <laughs> Love the milkshakes. <laughs> what else do we have? Well, we are looking for people to work in our muni- emergency communication center and we're looking for new sheriff's deputies and people who would like to work in the ambulance service 
Now, do you, do you have a hiring board? I mean, on the website, I'm sure they, they're listing jobs. And uh, uh, I know Hen- Hendersonville Chamber, we, they have a board called Hendersonville is Hiring that people can go. Uh, but they have a job board they can apply to just to be easy just to go to the website? Yes, it's www.sumnertn.org. And it has all the jobs listed okay. on there and how you can apply. And the money that they're paying is impressive. Yes, it's for all skill levels. There's favorable pay, excellent benefits. So it's a great time to join on with Sumner County. Well, we hope you do that. That's for sure. Because I know there's got to be folks uh, looking for jobs. We've had a couple of people walk by the station uh, wondering you know, if, they're, if we're hiring. So maybe people are starting to wake up. We'll see. What else? Brian, what, what else did you run into in the last session uh, people should know about? Well, even even before the, the last session, we had one of the big things, especially in my district and uh, my surrounding districts, the, um, the new school that we have coming in, Liberty. Honestly, it's going to set a precedent for schools that are being built, not only in our county, but in other counties. Mm. The athletic facilities are going to be top of the line. The school itself, it, it, we went out the other day and had the groundbreaking, held the golden shovels and all all that with the county mayor and everybody else it's it's going to be a, a beautiful campus also along that lines i would love to mention that um there was a trust with Mr. Brown. Oh yes, yeah. And this is just a phenomenal gesture on the, on this gentleman's part that he left a eight million dollar trust to go toward technology for schools in Sumner County. And that's going to go a long way. Oh, absolutely. And it's wow. it, I, we spoke about it before with how the kids are definitely smarter than the adults these <laughs> days. Um, it, this is going to help just prove that point. You know, with and also not only do we have the new school coming in, but we also have the Comer Barn that is going to be coming up. And Jeff, we saw you and WHIN there the other day. I I think you can attest it was a fantastic event that Deanne DeWitt, one of our other county commissioners, she put it all together and did a fantastic job. A lot Um, of work. (laughs) Oh, a whole lot of work. And uh, I talked to her at the event, and she was just well, she was going 100 miles an hour. But you could see how happy she was, and you could see also with the residents how happy they were with and the excitement that's coming with that that barn being restored uh keeping green space in sumner county which you know is is getting to be few and far between right it's gonna be an educational facility you're gonna have an ag section i mean it this thing is is when they get this thing all done it's gonna be a gorgeous property and it's gonna have many uses and the fact that they people can come in and use this property going through the, the school board because they're going to kind of be in charge of it, I guess, right? Correct. It is. Yeah. It is was appropriated to the school. Yeah. So the the school board is handling all of it. And a really nice thing, and Dr. Phillips and I and Shelly talked about it, is that there's there's kids in Sumner County that that think about going to college. Whenever it comes time after graduation to make that decision, they they realize, hey, maybe I just don't want to do college. Maybe I want to be uh, hands-on and learn a, a technical job, have a vocational job. So this, uh, the barn, I think, affords that opportunity. I mean, there's there's going to be welding. There's going to be the ag part. I mean, I, I think it's just a wonderful plan for the kids for the future, not only for education, but also for the residents of Sumner County to see part of our historical, the history of Sumner yeah, County. Yeah, absolutely. Standing right there on the side of the road, and it's something that everybody can see and, yeah. and love every day when, and i mean it's a huge property but I mean, there's a lot of things you can do out there i don't know if you can have a race out there oh there is a 5k race coming up just look how i segued into that no that was a great segue. oh no we got the haunted hustle <laughs> 5k is coming up and i guess you all are, are kind of running this thing yes sir we uh 
with Sumner Realtors, we started this race. I'm the chairman of the outreach committee for for Sumner Realtors. And just real quick, what that entails, uh, everybody thinks that as a realtor, all we do are just ride around and sell homes. And, you know, it's it's just, that's all we care about. Well, I'm here to tell you that is not the case. Uh, (laughs) We... You do other things. We do a lot oh, of other okay. things. Right. And, and one of the things with the outreach committee and with Sumner Realtors is that we love to uh, give back to the community. We give back in different ways. We do the egg hunts for the low-income daycares. There's three of them that we work with in the around Easter to do. We hide eggs for them. We give them baskets, things like that. The kids come out. They pick up eggs, and you can just see just the smile on their face and how happy they are. It's mm-hmm very rewarding to see that we also have a chip run that we just started this past spring and it was it that was supposed to benefit and will be benefiting jason foundation and the uh, sumner county humane society oh yes um, okay so now that, what is it a chip what what is it? it's called a uh the sumner county chip run basically it's uh, almost in effect like a poker run oh, okay. um right. but People drive from to different businesses along the route. It is, there was 10 stops this year. They get ch- entered for a chance to win a prize and et cetera. So all the participants that paid their uh, entry fee, they got all that money got collected for okay. Jason Foundation and for the uh, Sumner County Humane Society. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They can always use the help. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And a matter of fact, the gentleman who started the Jason Foundation, he actually come out to our meeting and accepted the check from us and everything. Very grateful, mm-hmm. very happy that we were able to help him out. Yeah, we've had him on the show. A super nice guy. And, and you know, great organization, great things that he's, he's doing over there. Absolutely. So, how did we come up with this haunted hustle thing? Well, six years ago or so, we started, we had the idea, myself and Shelly and a couple others on the committee said, hey, let's have a 5K race and let's let's do a benefit for uh, Habitat for Humanity. The first year that we did, we did it, we actually had maybe 11 or 12 people come out, and I believe five or six of those were close family friends. <laughs> so needless to say, we got off to a slow start, yep. but as mm-hmm. the years have gone on, we, we changed the name to the Haunted Hustle. This will be the fourth annual Haunted Hustle we have coming up. Now that's right here at the streets of Indian Lake. Correct. It's right outside the door here. We'll be starting that on October 30th at 8 a.m. Sign-ups are is still open you can still get your t-shirt every participant will receive an event medal and our top three men and top three women overall will receive a uh, a larger medal to congratulate them on being the fastest runner <laughs> interesting um, there will be a costume contest we will have booths set up for can they people. run in costume absolutely we actually for the past couple years we've had big bird run we've had well women in tutus and uh just all kinds of crazy stuff dogs shelly what's your costume going to be i am the princess so i have my pink tutu (laughs) and my tiara so So you will not be running no (laughs) be riding in the carriage doing the wave that's right i've I've got the wave down (laughs) so with the haunted hustle is this going to be snow rain or shine Correct. It's going to go off. It's going off one way or the other. Okay. Uh, Right now, we have 127 runners signed up. Nice. Last year, we had over 170, so we're still hoping that we... still got time. Oh, yeah. yeah, We still have a couple weeks or a week and a half, so... Where would they sign up at? They go to... It is SumnerRealtors.com backslash Haunted Hustle. And it's all over Facebook, too. Correct. Well, it's it's, if you like doing it, and I'm surprised how many people love doing these things. Now, this is a walk or run, so you're not... uh, 
tied just to, to do the run, correct? Correct. It's a, Now, we have it where, because we do have some very serious runners that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the bibs are chipped, and every runner gets a bib, and you can it'll be timed. You get your results at the end of the race. But it's also, I have people that are walking. I have people that come out with a wagon before. People are walking their dogs. So it, I, I would love to just see anybody and everybody come out. The kids are, are always welcome and wanted to, to participate because the booths will have things for the kids, to, the activities for the kids to okay. do. We'll have, the, the starting line is going to be right here in front of the radio station, right? Yes, So sir. it starts here, and then what's the, the route that it's going to take? So the runners will run out from in front of the radio station and movie theater. They'll run out to Saundersville Road. They will run down past Rocky McElhaney's office and then make a loop there that we have a, a water table there for them okay. to grab a cup of water and then they come back down behind Cinema Drive behind the movie theater and we'll finish in the same place they started right here in front of the movie theater. Oh, okay. So that, that seems like a good run. It People is. like that, yeah. So what is the entry fee for that? It's $35. Okay. And then, of course, if the serious runners are, are the ones really looking at the prizes and then the costume contest, when is that going to go down? So the costume contest is going to be during the race. As the runners are going by, we'll have judges in different spots that'll be just kind of choosing and going like that. And we have, along with a costume sponsor for the contest and everything, we have a total of about 39 sponsors. That's incredible. uh, Ranging from anywhere from $100 up to $1,400. Okay. Uh, And I, I just can't say enough about Sumner Realtors and our committee that we have and, you know, everybody that's jumped on board with helping out because like i said this is not going to all for some realtors this is for habitat for humanity yeah which is, is a great cause and they're doing wonderful things over there and uh, it's 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 an incredible serious job and an important job and when you have somebody that dedicated to do it in the community really needs all the help they can get money doesn't grow on trees they they got to get support from other organizations and uh, it, it's great that you're that you're doing that so what do you see for the future of the haunted hustles well i think shelly can attest the fact that we started with 11 to 13 runners and mm-hmm. we're you know I, I think we're on pace to at least be at 100 170 maybe even 200 by the time the race starts i i see this thing growing because i mean it benefits a great cause it does i think everybody can get behind uh habitat for humanity you know giving a new home to Mm -hmm. to people in need I, i think that's some something that anybody can get behind and we, we hope to continue to grow with not only the runners, but also with sponsorship, with, you know, just contributions from from the public. And I encourage anybody that doesn't want to participate or can't participate, you can always make a contribution if you feel so, feel like you, you can. Just go to this website and there's a button there where you can click on that and make your contribution. Anything and everything we receive is always appreciated. Well, well it's been incredible the amount of information that we have here and, it, you know, we can talk a long time but we're out of time <laughs> see how fast that went so we've been talking with brian stewart and shelly tucker both on the county commission with uh, one stop realty here in hendersonville the haunted hustle 5k going off so we appreciate you joining in thank you all for all of the hard work that you've done thanks for coming in and visiting with us and that's going to wrap it up for another segment of sumner county spotlight i'm jeff shannon we'll see you next week
So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.